have to count me in like I've never done this before. <laughs> yes. Great. I just don't, I want to make sure you come in at the right time. That way we're staying consistent uh, for the episodes. Of course I'm going to come in at the right time. <laughs> well, I'm just making sure. Okay. I'm turning us both up a little bit, so. Great. Because you're like giga quiet. <laughs> Which is pretty normal, but. Hi. Yeah, it's still pretty quiet, but it's fine. I'll fix it in post. Hi. Hi. Get into your intro. I'm <laughs> waiting for you to stop playing with the ones and twos. <laughs> Diddling the knobs. Ew. <laughs> anyway, hi. Hello. Welcome to uh, season two, episode 11, I think. 211. Uh-huh. It's the 211. Of uh, History and History Podcast. I'm Alex, and that's Amador. Hi, Amador. Hi, Alex. So, uh, how's it going? What's uh, the 411? <laughs> no, I already made that joke, because this is season two, episode 11, so it's the 211. Okay. Well, I was um, making a Mean Girls reference, so. Uh, okay. I haven't seen that movie as much as you, so what is over my head? Do you remember what we talked about last week? No. <laughs> Well, we talked about you? cognitive dissonance. Um, as you know, I plagiarized my 2013 self, 11 self, I guess, probably. I was probably a freshman when I wrote that, actually. Well. Maybe a sophomore. Pretty good. You know what I used to do? A little, uh, little about me at the beginning of this. What I used to do is I'd go into, um, like, a, I'd write my papers in Word in high school. And I would intentionally try and get like the, you know, the like score that Word gave you on like the readability and like what the reading level was for the paper that you were writing or whatever. Oh, I'd shoot for the highest score. I, I, I was, I want them to be like up in the 20s. Like this is graduate level writing. <laughs> you just replace any like a word like, uh, uh, I don't know. You just replace one word with another. You just right-click synonyms and find a word that was much better. <laughs> Instead of, like, he argues with the subject, you could say, like, he antagonizes the subject because it's a longer word. Yeah, I understand the, like, using a bigger word. Yeah, so... <laughs> Sorry, I was playing Fox Mulder to your Dana Scully. Kind of a good... uh play into we've been watching x-files recently. So alex has never seen x-files before or did you say you've seen like a couple episodes no i've never seen it so never seen it before and we're starting from season one and uh it's a journey it, and this is, is late the mid 90s right 94 i think is when this first season Ish, was because you were like i'm not even born yet they're talking about stuff going on in 1994 uh paintings of not paintings but like pictures of president clinton are hanging around everywhere because mm -hmm. he was still president then and um and ever like or what 10 episodes in the season one and this is back when every season of every tv show was like minimum 24 episodes <laughs> so it's like and we've got nine seasons of this to get through nine yeah i didn't know that oh yeah there's a ton oh you think God. they just find We're aliens in season till one? we die yeah probably i've never actually made it to the end i've tried to make it through like twice in my life i've never made it to the end i have no idea how it ends so did i get abducted by aliens i don't know that's what i'm telling you voice is All cracked right. right there again i heard um 
Look, I'll edit that out. <laughs> Keep it. Got it. Um, yeah, I don't know. I don't know how it ends. We'll find out together. I guess. But so. anyway, so in a million years, we're watching X Files, and it's weird because I'm the Scully to Alex's Molder, because she's the one that like wants to believe, and I'm the one that's like, there's no such thing as aliens. There's obviously an explainable thing for all of this. Ghosts. You really don't believe stuff. in aliens? The government just told us it's real. Aliens are tough. No, what do you not. consider like sentient life? What? Well, I mean, like, what do you consider, like, uh, an advanced life, right? Well, I mean, do, does it have to be, like, a single-celled amoeba that isn't of Earth? Is that... Yeah, that's an alien. An alien? Yeah. Right. Then maybe like, those exist. Did, didn't you say meteorites they... Meteorites that come down they, onto Earth are <laughs> alien rocks. Well, that's a bit racist, but they didn't do anything wrong. Stupid. They're. I think they prefer to be called undocumented rocks. <laughs> Listen. Um. Anyway. So. But yeah. Like you're always. I'm not so much the alien stuff, but more so like the ghost stuff. That's what I always make fun of you for for believing in or whatever. And um, Mulder. Like my mom 100% said. Hundred percent. Like my in mom ghosts. said, you've never lived in a haunted house. You. If you had, you would. Yeah. But I mean, like, why? I've lived in a bunch of places, and to say that none of them have I just been lucky? Then I you if I think you'd a, fucking know if such <laughs> things existed, wouldn't every place be haunted by something no. everywhere? No, like all of this land in Montana is like all built on Indian burial grounds. Like, shouldn't everywhere be haunted by something or someone? No. What's your, you what can't you, what have, is your point? You can't have like a little bit and then, but not this part. You can't Why have not? some of it. Why? It's got to be all or nothing. Either oh, ghosts exist I, or you didn't. Oh, I, you didn't even agree with it three seconds ago. Now you're making the rules about it? What the fuck is happening? Well, that's just logical, right? It's not. <laughs> it is. No. Well, right. Okay, fine. So all or nothing. Ghosts are all or so nothing. So if we're not going to apply. They're either everywhere or they're not. Ghosts are God. <laughs> that's what's happening here. <laughs> God's so, everywhere, but I got to go here to see him, and I owe him money, stop, he's mad at me. Stop reusing Bill Bird jokes. It's my favorite thing. I know. Uh, anyway. No, you're right. Okay, so fine. If we're not going to apply logic to it, then sure. <laughs> if you're saying it's naturally illogical, then okay. I agree. <laughs> you're saying it doesn't exist at all, so you're just applying arbitrary rules to this that like, I'm you're trying, trying to- Make it logical. That's all I'm trying to do. But you don't understand it anyway. Well, does anyone really understand it? Then how can we apply logic to something we don't understand? It just exists, right, and that's you, how it is. But you can try to apply logic to it, right? Good luck. But your logic is like, it's either all this or all this, and you can't have anything of this, and blah, 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 blah. <laughs> Well, it's either they Your exist, logic sucks. It's either they exist or they don't, right? I love this fight. This they is exist. the fun fight. <laughs> just because they don't um, exist in the way that you want them to, with your weird logic and your, like... Bullshit I like thinking. to I like to believe that if ghosts are a thing that no one's haunting anybody like that they're just like you know if I'm throwing the Yahtzee dice and I really need that I really need that Yahtzee and then the ghost is like I'll give him this one <laughs> like, <laughs> that's what we call a spirit guide oh my god <laughs> that's just, if I if I'm gonna believe in ghosts that's how I want it to be 
against spirit guys. Uh-huh. Anyway, it's neither here nor there. We're watching X Files. It's pretty fun. Yeah. Um. Do we have anything else going on in our lives? Um. Well, yesterday's X Files. Not yesterday. Remember the day before? I can't remember. Uh-huh. Uh huh. The X Files episode was about this like ghost slash alien thing that basically like got really bright and like burned a bunch of people and yeah, then, radiation burns yeah essentially like an atomic bomb type of thing mm-hmm. and then the doctor's name was oppenheim and i was like was it oppenheim or was it oppenheimer it was oppenheim mm-hmm. they didn't do the whole thing but i was like pretty on the nose for them to name that guy oppenheim because of do you get it yeah okay because of the barbie movie and then that <laughs> night i had a dream oh where i was taylor swift of course <laughs> was your name still taylor swift yeah all right but it was like me i wasn't like in taylor swift's body like i was me but i was taylor swift okay you know what i mean i've never had that that dream about like being in a member of iron maiden continue okay well me either i had a dream that i was taylor swift though and i'm saying the equivalent but continue i was uh like whatever security's trying to get me wherever i need to go and blah 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 and then i somehow end up in this like really run down old shack house but like and you were surrounded by poor people no <laughs> but the guy was trying to get me to like leave like the security guard or whatever is trying to get me to leave so he was shooting at me so i would run away because for some reason dance I monkey just, wasn't getting the point that i needed to leave so he's shooting at me and i'm running <laughs> and as i'm running this like atomic bomb goes off so i'm like running for my life How'd you know it was an atomic bomb i because i don't know i don't know okay it was it was just inherent that you knew yeah Weird. and then i'm like running trying to like get away from this like radiation <laughs> trying to run a bomb pretty much yeah and <laughs> like somehow ended up in a school with all these kids that are like it was just fucking weird but yeah, it all came from that episode, <laughs> which well, is why I can't watch you. scary movies, because then I have scary I things. know, you're like all worried about X-Files being scary, and it's like Some a joke is. TV show. Some of it is. Nah, whatever. Some of it I'll give you is a little maybe creepy. Yeah. Like creepy the one with the bug scary. under people's skin. Yikes. That one made my skin crawl. <laughs> Disgusting. The which was taken. That was taken. Like the episodes. What's obviously scarier yeah. is the premise of that episode are we gonna do an x are, when are we gonna start our next files podcast <laughs> um we can anyway, just we'll, like a rewatch podcast we'll, we'll, talk, <laughs> we'll, we'll just recap every episode um anyway it's been good and uh before we jump too far ahead i mean we're already way too far into this that i haven't talked about this but uh keep liking and subscribing to this on whatever podcast platform that you listen to it on it's awesome we got good numbers i got a couple more people listening hopefully kyle and bridger are gonna listen to this episode bridger apparently has a real hard time using a cell phone because he's 106 <laughs> um so <laughs> kyler was able to figure it out pretty quickly said he skipped season one because he said it was too long so he jumped right into season two okay <laughs> so. great <laughs> um anyway so, but that's increase those numbers, drive them, throw the roof, and uh, and we got some big. Hopefully, next podcast episode will be talking about some pretty big blackout bliss news. But we'll see. 
I'll leave it there. Um, but if you haven't listened to our demos that we've put out on YouTube, youtube.com forward slash blackout bliss official. Uh, we got several demos up. You can go listen to Go like those. Why would you give the YouTube URL and not just be like search blackout bliss official in YouTube? Like you everyone on the planet. Well, because it's easy. To YouTube. Everyone knows how to get to YouTube.com and then you just type in Blackout Bliss Official. Because if you search us right now, it probably doesn't come up because we're, it's like a pretty low key channel. So you got to kind of get a direct link to the channel. I've just never heard anybody phrase it like that. Like, go to YouTube.com forward slash. Have you never listened to a podcast in your life where they've given out full URLs to anything? Yeah, to a bunch of things, just not the YouTube one. I guess. I don't know. I is when I search for it from my own YouTube, it doesn't come up right away. So if you're trying to get directly to it, youtube.com forward slash blackout bliss official. Gotta make sure that official's on there because some other bazo probably has blackout bliss and that's probably why I didn't use it. Weird. Anyway, that's all I got. Hopefully you enjoyed last week's hopefully everyone enjoyed last week's episode about cognitive distance. Maybe uh and looked at some of your own actions in your life and thought, hmm. Did what? you? No. <laughs> I've been thinking about this shit for seven years. Seven years? Twelve years? 2011. Yikes. That was 12 years ago. <laughs> God, you're old. I'm coming up on my 10-year anniversary of graduating from college. You're I'm old. Old. Elderly, as they would say. This is our 10-year for high school. Yeah. <sighs> Feels bad, man. In other news. Yeah. <laughs> In other news. Uh, you have a story for us. Hopefully you have I a do. fact of the day first. I have, okay. I have <laughs> a fact of the day. I do. But we have a bunch of weird like tie-ins to this episode. Oh, okay. So. What do you mean weird? Like the tie-ins themselves are weird or that the date, the fact of the day date is weird or what are you talking about? Well, okay. First of all, the fact of the day ties into a conversation we've already had on this podcast for august 4th what are you I, was doing? A, I was looking at the date oh. see what the date was gonna be um yeah date and forward. then also like not directly but like a little, a little bit <laughs> a little bit the uh the white socks come up in here which i didn't intend to happen or like notice probably tried to no. avoid um also it's a little bit x filesy. <laughs> cool. Um, all in the same story? Yeah. The white Sox player got abducted. Figure that shit. From out. the mound. <laughs> That's why the team's been terrible for ever. Cursed. Cursed. Uh okay, so our fact of the day for tomorrow or today when you're listening to this for Friday, August 4th. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, comes from 1892. August 4th, 1892. And it's baseball related? No. Oh. Is it one of our episodes related? No, but that's another tie-in. This kind of ties into an episode that we already... Not the fact of the day, but the episode <laughs> that I'm doing has a tie-in to an episode we've already done. I'm that so was confused. I don't know what the fact of the day is. <laughs> Just tell me. <laughs> the fact of the day... It's a it's fact, fact of, of the, the day. day. <laughs> Copyright by Elmo. Right. <laughs> Elmo.org. Sesame Street. Black. Forward slash. <laughs> There's going to be a Muppet in a black suit at our front door tomorrow. God. 
So the father and stepmother of Lizzie Borden are found murdered in their Fall River, Massachusetts home. She will be tried and acquitted for crimes a year later. Oh, so this is when the bodies were discovered. Yes. Where was that again? Fall River, Massachusetts. Massive huge tits. Right. Because it's August now. Which uh-huh. means it's officially spooky season. No, it's not. Yes, it is. September's got to be the start of spooky season. Why? Because August is still part of summer. At least fall starts in September. No. Yes. <laughs> no, this is harvest season. I would say it's like, fall. yeah, but I would say like school starting is really the beginning of spooky season. And that and that starts, I'll give you the third week of August, but I'd still say you push it till September. Mm, disagree. Okay. Here I go trying to use logic again. Don't Stupid do that. Stupid me. <laughs> Just accept it. No! <laughs> <laughs> I'm a questioner. We already bought Halloween decor. <laughs> no, we bought house decor. With skeletons on it. Yeah. That means it's spooky season if they're selling spooky stuff. It's just spooky in our house. It's always spooky season here. <laughs> I mean, I I watched I, Hocus sitting Pocus in front of day. me. There are three demons on the wall, <laughs> so <laughs> yeah, it's pretty spooky in this room. Well, sitting in front of me is Britney Spears. So true. Some would say a fourth demon. <laughs> She's Britney got her own demon. Leave Britney alone. <laughs> All right, let's fucking. We're twenty minutes in. We let's should go. probably get a roll. <laughs> Jesus Christ. <laughs> Today I'm going to talk to you about another element of spooky season. Pumpkins. No. (laughs) (laughs) And a sort of X-Files-y episode. Or, uh, yeah, episode today. Today? Yes. Right now? Oh. What we're doing? Here? I thought you meant an X-Files episode we watched in. Like, we haven't watched one. No. Today. Right now. As we sit here. (laughs) Yes, tomorrow. (laughs) Today. Tomorrow. Today is what is today but yesterday is tomorrow (laughs) (laughs) that's a spongebob joke easy confucius remember the other day when we were sitting on the couch doing confucius (laughs) say jokes to each other (laughs) how old are we oh yeah (laughs) you were like you can't just use mitch hedberg jokes (laughs) yeah you were just saying mitch (laughs) hedberg jokes but one of them was from uncle john's bathroom reader from grandma ray's house (laughs) anyway anyway I'm going to tell you about the Denver airport. Oh, my God. <laughs> are you kidding me right now? No, I'm 100% serious. You're gonna, are you actually going to talk about what I know? What I think you're going to talk about? How it's 100% demonic. Uh, Sure. <laughs> okay. And there's aliens and lizard people there. Okay. We'll get into it. Sure. First, I'm going to give you some background about the Denver airport, but I'm not going to bore you with it because it's boring it's an airport it's an airport <laughs> does it have a name denver international airport that's it huh no yeah. like john f kennedy o'hare nope it used to be stapleton international airport um which was the uh, sixth busiest airport in the country in the 60s but it was cramped had little room to add additional flights, and uh, the runways were too close together, leading to long waits and bad weather that would cause nationwide travel disruptions. Clearly, they needed a new plan. Mm-hmm. 
So from 1980 to 1983, the Denver Regional Council of Governments, which is... Their city council, probably. Yeah, exactly. Um, investigated areas for a new uh, airport northeast of Denver. Uh, meanwhile, in 1983, Frederico Pena was elected mayor of Denver, campaigning on a plan to expand Stapleton into um, Rocky Mountain Arsenal lands. The plan had broad support, but leaders in nearby Adams County threatened to sue over noise concerns. Mm. So the neighbors are like, fuck that. <laughs> um, okay. Eventually, Adams County leaders came around um, and they annexed 54 square miles to the county to build an airport away from established neighborhoods. So it was kind of like a trade-off. Um... Can't yawn mid up. It's I'm your sorry. episode. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. <laughs> I guess it's better you yawning during your episode than when you were yawning during my episode. I was sleeping during your episode. True. Thank God Nick was here, else I'd have been talking to the demon behind I you. I felt really bad. Anyway, <laughs> basically, so this project is has been ongoing since 1980. Um. They're still making upgrades and stuff to it. I mean, they kind of are to all airports. Yeah, I was going to say, what airport isn't constantly under construction? But there has not been a single point in the Denver airport's life where it was not under construction. (laughs) Not a single point. Not one day. Not one hour. It is always under construction. It's like the expressways in Illinois. It's like I-90 in Montana. I mean, for real. (laughs) Specifically, I-90 between Butte and Missoula. Always under construction. Yeah, right. Well, okay, so the Denver International Airport uh, finally replaced the Stapleton Airport on February 28th, 1995, 16 months behind schedule, and at a cost of $4.8 billion. Do you know what $4.8 billion is in 2021? $16 billion. $7.9 billion. Oh, not that much. Yeah. Nearly $2 billion over budget, though. Um, the construction employed 11,000 workers. Um, United Airlines Flight 1062 to Kansas City International Airport was the first to depart Denver. And uh, United Flight 1474 from Colorado Springs Airport was the first to arrive at the new airport. Is Denver a hub? Yes. For who? For lots of places. Ick. Lots of things. I think it's like United Southwest, Denver. Well, not Denver. United Southwest, something else. Hmm. Anyway, uh, in September 2003, uh, a new runway was added, and um, it makes the airport's sixth runway at 16,000 feet long. Uh, it's longer than uh, any of the other runways. And its length is exceeded by only six six other runways in the world. So it allows fully laden Airbus A380s and Boeing 747-8s to take off in the hot and high conditions at the airport. Hmm. Which is roughly about a mile above sea level. Mile high city. Well. (laughs) Rocky Mountain High. It's John Denver. So there was this blizzard. Blizzard. Uh, uh, before you continue, have you ever been to the Denver airport? No. Never. 
Mm-mm. I ran through the Denver airport once with my mother. Hold on. Maybe. <laughs> I was catching a connecting flight. Actually, I think I might have. I have zero memory of it. Don't remember being haunted by demons or skeletons or monsters or Frankenstein or whatever. But I think I was there once for a DECA trip. But we weren't there for very long. DECA is the Democratic Employees Corporation Aviation yep. Corporation. You're right. That's what I was there for. <laughs> DECA is the Distributive Education Club of America. <sighs> that does that explains nothing. It's like a business and marketing club for high yeah, schoolers. BPA, business professionals. Of Essentially, but better. I was in BPA. Okay. Well, did you ever go to Disneyland? No, but I went to Helena. <laughs> well, I went to Disneyland. And competed. And I went to Cocoa Beach, Florida. And I went to... Yuck. Salt Lake. Wow, Salt Lake. I know, it was great. Anyway, this blizzard. Um, in March of 2003, the weight of heavy snow tore a hole in the terminal's white fabric roof. So I'll put pictures on uh, Insta and Facebook and whatever, obviously. But it has this roof that's like just white fabric it's supposed to like look like snow covered mountains and stuff as opposed to like an actual roof like they well, couldn't just use an, an actual roof and paint it white i mean or is this because it's under construction well, no it's this is an artistic choice oh yeah some might say a poor artistic choice anyway the weight of heavy snow tore a hole in the terminal's white fabric roof and over two feet of snow uh fell on paved areas in the airport and its main access road for almost two days, stranding several thousand, several thousands of people. Another blizzard on December, uh, in December of 2006 dumped over 20 inches of snow in about 24 hours. The airport was closed for more than 45 hours, stranding thousands. Following this, the airport investigated heavy... He- oh my god. <laughs> Following this, the airport invested heavily in new snow removal equipment that has led to a dramatic reduction in runway occupancy times to clear snow. Good idea, guys. Right? Turns out you in get snow place in Denver. That you, like it snows all the fucking time? <laughs> Down. Okay, so now they have the runway occupancy times, which is just how much time it takes for like you to sit on the runway before your flight. Mm-hmm. Or for the other flight to sit on the runway to get all the snow off or whatever the fuck. Mm-hmm. It's down from an average of 45 minutes in 2006 to 15 minutes in 2020. 45 minutes. Yeah. Uh, so the I'd airp- have been two or three drinks deep at that point. Like If I'm still sitting on the runway. What? I'm drunk before I hit the, hit the air is what I'm saying. Oh. Well, uh, in 2020, the airport was given an award for the Outstanding Snow and Ice Removal Operations During Difficult Winter Conditions by the American Association of Airport Executives. Good for them. In 2020, the least traveled year. Good job, guys. <laughs> in Congratulations. You did it. November 2015, a hotel was added to the airport. And uh, in April 2016, a commuter rail train started operating between the airport and the Denver Union Station. Probably a good idea. Yeah. Well, it's 24 miles away from, like, Denver proper. So. What some people might call uptown Denver, because it's probably pretty high off the ground. Yeah. (laughs) You're right. (laughs) So, 2018... Work began on a major interior renovation and reconfiguration to the entire Jepson ter- Terminal, it's, including... 
it's like this reminds me of uh like when mike Rowe did the dirty jobs about the guys painting the golden gate bridge where as soon as you get to the end they just have to start over and start painting it all over again because i mean essentially it's taken so long to paint the whole thing that it's just wearing away and these guys are like we just got done fixing the interior and they're like time to upgrade it god damn it we've been working on it for 15 years job security i don't know i'm trying to kind of run through this part because it's the boring part and then we'll get to the good stuff okay uh anyway there are phases of construction to relocate two of the three tsa security checkpoints um Work commenced on a major gate expansion to all three concourses with a total of 39 new gates. Um, when both the ongoing terminal and concourse pro- projects were completed, there or when they are completed, because they're still fucking not. Of course. The airport will be able to handle upwards of 100 million passengers per year. That's a lot. That's a lot. In 2021, the airport experienced a notable failure of the train system. In response, a request for information from the private sector was issued to analyze options to possibly supplement the train system in the future. 2022. We're getting closer. A committee was formed to support efforts to establish flights between Denver and Africa. Uh, Probably, yeah. Bet you there's people just begging for that. (laughs) Maybe. Never have a big African population? I know Minnesota does. Do they? Yeah. They're, uh, they have like a really heavy Somalian uh, population. Oh, I didn't know that. Your boss is only a refugee. You should probably know some of those things. But From Liberia, you racist fuck. <laughs> no, that's not what I'm saying. I'm saying that he's a refugee, so you know where people came from. I thought you may know where other people ended up in the United States. Oh. How does that make me racist? <laughs> uh, everybody from Africa? I, I work with a black guy. <laughs> let's keep going shall we (laughs) what the hell is happening in november 2022 it was announced that the airport will start construction in mid to late 2023 on a new center of equity and excellence in aviation which will help underserved communities and prepare current and future employees for a career in aviation okay okay so the denver airport exists and is constantly under construction Uh uh-huh all right. So the airport is 23 miles from downtown Denver, like I said, which is uh, 15 miles further away than the Stapleton Airport was. Um, it is 52. Oh, it is 52.4 square miles. <laughs> Why'd you look at me? Because like- I thought you were like hand signaling to me or something, and I was like, My "What hands are you up. doing?" No. Okay. Well, then stop. <laughs> stop existing. What do you want me to do? Fall asleep over here? No. <laughs> That's a you move. Shut up. <laughs> the 52.4 square miles of land occupied by the airport is more than one and a half times the size of Manhattan. Um, the Denver airport is larger in land area, not including water, actual land area, like if all these places were smushed together. Uh, it's larger in land area than the U.S. cities of Boston, Massachusetts, and San Francisco. It occupies the largest amount Wait, of... Wait, Boston, Massachusetts, and San Francisco? Isn't Boston in Massachusetts? Uh, well, yeah. Boston, Massachusetts, and San Francisco, California. <laughs> I just left off California. I just <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> I just read that like an idiot. It's fine. <laughs> As opposed to Boston, Oklahoma. In case you get confused, I'll make sure to mention that that's in Massachusetts. Continue. Thanks. 
<laughs> Sorry. I'm clarifying for the audience. Great. And for myself. All right. So the Jeppesen, I think it's Jeppesen. J-E-P-P-E-S-E-N. Jeppesen. <laughs> terminal, whatever. Probably not. That's the name of the terminal. Uh, internationally recognized peaked roof, as we talked about, was designed by... Fentress Bradburn Architects and it resembles snow-capped mountains and evokes the early history of Colorado when Native American teepees were located across the Great Plains. Uh, the steel cable system, similar to the Brooklyn Bridge design, supports the fabric roof. Uh, Denver is also known for a pedestrian bridge connecting the terminal to Concourse A that allows travelers to walk from the main terminal to Concourse A. Well, imagine that. While, <laughs> while viewing planes taxiing beneath them. Evelyn would love that. Yeah, she would. Planes fly or like taxiing beneath you. That'd be great. It offers views of the Rocky Mountains to the west and the high plains to the east. Um, so Denver's public art program, which is kind of the impetus for all of this, uh, this uh, tomfoolery. Sure. Is financed by a mandatory 1% capital improvement budget. So Washington's capital improvement budget. Um, the state of? states that 0.1% of all like public buildings like 0.1% of the budget for all public buildings has to go to art Mm -hmm. and um, Denver's is one whole percent so that's kind of why there's so much shit in this building Hmm. like it's a blur to me when I ran through there yeah well I don't remember much of it either I also didn't know any of this if I had known more about this I'd have been like let's stay forever (laughs) okay all right so there's lots of sculptures murals photos sound art and paintings sound art music i was was gonna say what the hell is sound art (laughs) the airport features a bronze statue of denver native jack swigert um by loveland colorado artist uh george lundine in concourse b do you know who jack swigert is jimmy swigert's brother can't confirm. there'll be like six people that'll get that joke continue okay great no i don't know who that is. i'm not one of them so <laughs> uh he was on apollo 13 as the command module pilot and was elected to the house of representatives in 1982 but died of cancer before he was sworn in oh so he's in the movie probably <laughs> the statue is was dressed he tom hanks i don't think no, so he wasn't tom hanks the statue is dressed in an A7L pressure suit and is posed holding a gold-plated helmet. It's a duplicate of a statue placed in the United States Capitol in 1997. George Lundin, the artist, is also the sculptor of The Aviator, which is a monumental bro- bronze sculpture of El Rey Borges Jeppesen, for whom the terminal is named. Mm. El Rey Borges? <laughs> well, that's what it says. <laughs> oh, El Rey. All right, so there's... This uh, set of murals that's in the Denver International Airport. This is where things kind of start to get a little screwy. Okay. Here we go. So Denver International Airport has four murals by the Chicano artist Leo Tanguma. One is called Children of the World Dream of Peace, and it's in two parts, kind of right next to each other. Part one. The first depicts the horrors of war with a man in a gas mask brandishing a saber. The second, pretty cool. Yeah, the second larger part um, shows the man toppled, and smiling children from many nations making swords into plowshares, 
Tenguma explains this is the reference to the Book of Micah, which says, quote, And they shall beat their swords into plowshares. Nation shall not lift up sword against nation, neither shall they learn war anymore. End quote. There you go. World peace. Sure. Per Denver. It's a, it's a Bible quote. That's what it says from Micah. It's a book of the Bible. All right, great. Did you know that? No. Okay. I'm educating you. Thank you for that. I thought Micah was just a... A guy? Yeah. It's Michelangelo. They oh. shortened it. <laughs> uh, so, uh, per Denver Public Art, uh, quote, or uh, Children of the World Dream of Peace is a powerful mural expressing one artist's desire to abolish violence in society. What a great place to put this in the airport. Hey, you want a bunch of people to see it. Fucking weird. One section of the piece speaks to the tragedy and devastation of war and its impact on humanity. The mural then moves on to images of smiling children dressed in traditional folk costumes from around the world celebrating peace prevailing over war. What would a what would a folk costume of an American look like? I'm picturing like straw hat, one unhooked uh what do you call those things? Overall. Overall. Well, it would probably incorporate Native American culture. Well, you'd have that one too, but there's like there's got to be like a, a like a whatever Euro- yeah like a European American whatever you'd call that non Native American American. I mean, yeah, shoes with buckles on them. <laughs> a Puritan. <laughs> It's just that, what's that one with the old guy and the old lady with the American... Yeah. What's it called? American something? American dream? I don't know. American nightmare. That'd be my nightmare living on a farm. Okay. <laughs> the next one uh, is also in two parts, and it's called In Peace and Harmony with Nature. Uh, Denver Public Art explains that, quote, the first half of the mural shows children displaying great sadness over the destruction uh, and extinction of life as the second half of the artwork depicts humanity coming together to rehabilitate and celebrate nature. Okay. Uh, the artist, Tenguma, confirms that this was his intent. Good so these job. are really uplifting, like, <laughs> exciting pieces of art to look at as you're walking through the Denver airport. It's like, everything is dead. All the children are sad. Yeah, if you don't see the, if you don't see the second half, you just think, oh, this place is really depressing. <laughs> Um, when were those murals put up? I don't actually know. That's hmm. a good question. So, uh, in March 2019, I do went new. I do know when this one was put up. The airport unveiled an animated talking gargoyle in the middle of one of the concourses um, that they used to as a meme. Like, we'll talk about some of the like conspiracy theories and stuff in a little bit. Uh-huh. So they used this gargoyle to like kind of poke fun at that here's what i want the gargoyle to do i want the gargoyle's mouth to open and then for it to go hey everyone it's duff mckeegan of guns and roses <laughs> if you, as you're traveling through in denver international airport please remember that you cannot take any non-sealed liquid bottles into security even better <laughs> the gargoyle's mouth would open and it would say welcome to illuminati headquarters <laughs> not shitting you that's what it would say it, that's what it would say that's awesome the airport was leaning in. Mm-hmm. Uh, it interacted with passengers and joked about the supposed conspiracy theories connected to the airport. Oh my god, they're going to upload that thing with an AI now, okay. and have it like actually talk about relative or relevant stuff. 
Ask the gargoyle a question. It'll tell you. I don't. I don't want to. AI is bad. We don't need to talk about it. The Blue Mustang, the famous Blue Mustang by El Paso-born artist Luis Jimenez. Why'd you look at me when you said that? Because that's our White Sox tie-in. One of them. How's that a White Sox tie-in? Wasn't Eloy Jimenez on the White Sox? Yeah. Okay. There's a ton of people. It's a fucking White Sox There's a ton of people with the last name Jimenez. That's the only reason I know it. Oh, okay. Sorry to like try to rope you in here. God. (laughs) I knew at least 10 Jimenez's before... Eloy played for the White Sox. All right, Mexican. <laughs> How am I the racist? What are you talking about? <laughs> the sun's out. You're a Mexican. <laughs> Go ahead. Okay. I'll just shut up for now. <laughs> just, that was such a. That's the White Sox connection. It's one of them. Continue. I just want to glare at you for the rest of this episode. Okay, but that's not really entertaining (laughs) for an audio-only podcast. Damn this medium. (laughs) Speaking of mediums. Yeah, right. Anyway, so he's the artist for this blue Mustang. Um, It's a 32-foot-tall sculpture. Uh, It's a bright blue cast fiberglass sculpture of a horse with glowing red eyes located between the inbound and outbound lanes of Pena Boulevard. Um, Jimenez was killed in 2006 at age 65 while creating the sculpture when part of it fell on him and severed the artery in his leg. Ephemeral must have been. So, inventors killed by their inventions. (laughs) Nice. At the time of his death, uh, Jimenez had completed painting the head of his Mustang. Uh, Blue Mustang was completed by others and uh, unveiled at the airport on February 11th, 2008. The statue has been subject of considerable controversy and has acquired the nickname Blucifer for its demonic appearance. <laughs> Blucifer's good. Uh, so some of the conspiracies that we could start really diving into here. Mm-hmm. Uh, they started shortly after its, com- its uh, quote unquote completion because it's not ever completed. But due well, to the statue's t- complete. Uh, yeah, but it's talking about like the 19... 19- 80s or I think 1995 was when it actually changed over from uh, being Stapleton to Denver Airport. Mm -hmm. So since 1995, I guess. Well, wait, Um, when did you say the thing got put up? 2008, right? Yeah. But there's a bunch. I'm talking about conspiracy theories overall. Oh, I thought you meant conspiracy theories related to this horse. Yeah, move on. (laughs) (laughs) That wasn't clear. (laughs) Anyway... They started shortly after 1995 due to the type of art, unusual architecture, and construction problems. With the expansion of the internet, if you can believe it, um, television shows such as Conspiracy Theory and annual media reporting of these theories, they continued to grow. Airport administration decided to embrace the conspiracy theories instead of trying to fight them, which is the correct response. In 2019, an animatronic gargoyle that we were talking about, his name is Gregordian, not to be confused with Gregoria of Vampirina. What, Vampirina fame. <laughs> Evelyn, huge fan of Gregordon or Greg for short. Uh, randomly makes statements such as welcome to Illuminati headquarters. Uh, some took offense to the gargoyle because of course they did. Claiming it was satanic so the gargoyle was removed and replaced with a more muted version. Other gargoyle statues sitting on open suitcases are in the baggage claim area. 
Some also view these statues as malevolent, despite their uh, intended purpose as playful artistic creations that are claimed to safeguard luggage. <laughs> Some people are like, oh my god, the devil! <laughs> In that's how, that's how they are. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. In April 2019, the Roswell International Air Center, also a tie back to another episode that we've done. Shout out to Roswell and X Files. <laughs> yeah. I told you. <laughs> Fucking simulation over here. Spooky season. <laughs> the Roswell International Air Center and Denver International Airport became supernatural sister airports. In the agreement, they would. <laughs> this is a, like a paper that they signed. They became supernatural sister airports. Mm-hmm. In the agreement, they would work together to enhance industry best practices that involve commerce, trade, and tourism. It also includes a clause that they would share strategies for extraterrestrial combat. For the yeah. airport's 20th birthday, plans to decorate the airport property with crop circles proved to be too expensive and was not implemented. <laughs> <laughs> in a marketing campaign that was tied to renovations um, starting in 2018, posters were created with aliens joking that breeding grounds for gargoyles or meeting halls for Freemasons were being instructed. The campaign was successful, generating over $8 million in revenue. <laughs> I love that they're just like, roll with it. Sure. It's the best. All right. So now I have a list of actual theories for you. No oh boy. Wait, these aren't those weren't actual theories. Those are just conspiracy. Those are just kind of like background information sure. about the theory. Now we're gonna get to the theories themselves. Okay. Um so there are tunnels at this here airport. I don't know if there are tunnels at other airports. I would imagine. Yeah. O'Hare's got tunnels. Uh-huh. They're the coolest tunnels because they're they have these like rainbow lights running along the roof of the tunnels, so you can kind of like and they're like really swoopy and stuff. It's a it's I mean I'm sure it's some kind of art thing. But it's like it goes under the tarmac, so you can connect like one. You can get from one. Oh, these tunnels aren't for people. Oh, this is for walking. This at is O'Hare. Yeah, these aren't for like getting from one place to these another. These are for the goblins and the ghouls that live well, there. Yes, let me tell you about it. Uh, <laughs> the delay in opening the airport and the large budget overrun led to a variety of rumors about the tunnels that were built under the airport. The scope has been exaggerated, allegedly. And All this allegedly. Right. And the lore is that the tunnels lead to underground survival bunkers for the rich and elite, military bases, homes for aliens, homes for lizard people, or the North American Aerospace Defense Command. The actual use of the tunnels, allegedly, is to move luggage between check-in counters, airplanes, and baggage claim areas. Oh, it couldn't be for that. Not at an airport. Employees have been known to prank the media by wearing lizard masks. Uh, videos of blurry lizard people have appeared online and drawings of aliens have appeared on tunnel walls. However, other graffiti besides alien drawings also exist along the tunnels. I don't buy it. <laughs> Prove it. Put me in the tunnels. Would you ever go in one of those Absolutely tunnels? Absolutely not. By yourself? Oh my god. I want to hear about shit. I don't want to experience it. Tell me about places to avoid, please. You want to live vicariously through someone else? Yeah. I want to watch Ketcha do it. Oh my god! I want to watch Kesha do it. Watch ketchup. <laughs> Shut up! <laughs> I've said a lot of words. Okay. I know. It's kind of nice being on the other side. Yeah. I'm glad we did this back. This every other thing because it's kind of nice. <laughs> it's not my episode. I have to talk the whole time. And yet I do. I was gonna say <laughs> <laughs> your I made, words. Not I mine. made the joke first. It's fine. <laughs> So the New World Order and other secret societies, uh, because of the isolated location... Like the Shriners. 
Also called Vega. I mean, yes, but we're not going to talk about them. They're not part of this. Because of the isolated location, there are rumors that the airport will be used by the New World Order as a prison or concentration camp. Cool. The time capsule at the airport showcases an inscribed plaque that has the Freemason symbol and the words, quote, New World Airport Commission, which is a group that has never existed, allegedly. Mm Mm-hmm prompting the conspiracy theory that the airport is controlled by Freemasons and linked to the New World Order or other secret societies. Spokesperson for the Denver International Airport, Alex Renteria. Do you want me to list how many Renterias have ever existed in Major League Baseball? Shut the fuck up. (laughs) Would you just let me have this? My favorite player, one of my favorite players growing up as a kid was Edgar Renteria. He never played for the Well, I'm talking about goddamn Ricky Renteria, so... You should be happy that I I even know these things. That's true. I miss Ricky Renteria at this point. (laughs) God, bring him back. Okay, well, he says that the Freemasons created the cover, so included their symbol, but there is no evidence that they have any influence in running the airport the wording about there's no evidence that they do right the wording about the commission was used to represent the the new airport will permit access to the world and is a reference to uh the vorax new world symphony allegedly nazis Tanguma's murals, those murals that we talked about uh-huh. with all the death and destruction, uh, they've been reported to represent Nazism. Is it Nazism? Nazism. I thought so. Nazism. Na- but say Nazism. Well, it's spelled N A Z I S M. It's spelled Nazism. Nazism. I got the Nazism. <laughs> We're off the rails. Oh, come on. Nothing on that. <laughs> Anyway, Iced. they've been uh, <laughs> purported to represent Nazi- Nazism, death or prophecy of the end of the world. Yeah. Uh, counter Didn't to th- he say that? Counter to the artist's meaning. They think it's going backwards. The conspiracy theorists think it's going backwards. Oh, that the, the children are all happy and playing and then and the then guy with dead. the gas mask and the sword kills yeah. them all. Okay. The removal of the murals to keep them safe during construction promoted ru- rumors that the project was an excuse to cover the truth. In addition, there are conspiracy theories around Nazism based on the supposed swastika-shaped runway, which aerial views refute. I've seen the aerial views. Looks a little Nazi ish. It's a little Looks bit like a swastika. A little swastika <laughs> I'll post some on the thing. Hey, you s- if when you're building stuff, just try and avoid right like right turns. That's all you need to do. <laughs> or many of them in succession. Sure. Uh okay. Alien languages. This one's fun. People have noted apparent markings that are supposed to represent alien or secret languages that are actually Navajo language characters and <laughs> identifiers for the airport artists. That one I think is really funny. Because it's a little bit racist. <laughs> People are like, that's an alien language. <laughs> no, idiot. It's Latin. What are you talking about? So the blue Mustang's eyes are the red glowing eyes have led some to call the horse uh, statue demonic or uh, blue Lucifer. Uh, thinking that the glowing eyes are referencing the four horsemen of the apocalypse. The eyes are actually a tribute to the artist's father who owned a neon light shop in Mexico. Allegedly. Why do you raise your hand? I didn't. I was stretching. Oh. Why would you stop worrying about what I'm doing over here? 
Flat Earth <laughs> on TikTok in uh. April 2023. A video went viral claiming that an artistic 30 yeah, an artistic 30-year-old world map uh, art installation was new and confirmed the flat earth theory. Bullshit, but okay. How are we doing for time? Don't know. Okay, great. I can't see it. <laughs> well, um that's kind of the the overview of the conspiracy theories, but I do 52 ha- that's how we're doing oh that was like six conspiracy theories but okay maybe it took longer than i thought and it felt like a billion i don't know let's talk about some uh some weird shit that's happened like actually happened at the airport not allegedly not all of this is probably allegedly February 16th, 2007, 14 aircraft shuffled windshield failures within a three and a half hour period at the airport. A total of 26 windshields on these aircrafts failed. Um, The NTSB opened an investigation determining that foreign object damage was the cause. Possibly the sharp sand used either that winter for traction purposes uh, combined with wind gusts of 48 But probably ghosts. But probably aliens. (laughs) That's going to be all of these. (laughs) It might be this logical explanation, but probably ghouls. <laughs> ghouls? Probably mummies. Yeah, okay. Writing in their hieroglyphics in the tunnels. <laughs> On December 20th, 2008, a Continental Airlines a Boeing 737-500 operating as flight 1404 to Houston uh, veered off the left side of the runway and caught fire during its takeoff roll at Denver International Airport. There was no snow or ice on the runway. However, there were um, two 30, drunk pilots. Thirty-six mile per hour crosswinds at the time of the accident. Couldn't have been that. On July thirteenth, twenty ten, the NTSB published that the probable cause of this accident was the captain's cessation of right rudder input, which was needed to maintain directional control of the airplane. He was just like, ah. He just let go. It. I don't need that shit. <laughs> I don't know how to fly a plane. Hey man, it's pulling. Oh, should I let go? Just lets go, pulls it into the ditch. <laughs> Fuck it. <laughs> this job is boring. Uh, Spice it up. April third, twenty twelve, an express jet, uh, Im- Embraer, whatever, um, operating. Uh, this is annoying. <laughs> a-, a plane from Peoria, Illinois, to Denver was. Shout landed. out to Peoria, Illinois, <laughs> where Jared lives. Was landing uh, when the aircraft hit the approach lights and stopped on the runway. Smoke developed inside the aircraft and passengers were evacuated onto the runway. One passenger was taken to the hospital for treatment of his injuries. And probably sued the airport for a billion dollars. Yeah. February 20th, uh, 2021, United Airlines Flight 328, uh, a Boeing 777-200 that was on its way from Denver to Honolulu, Hawaii, suffered engine damage just after takeoff and had to return to Denver International Airport. Debris from the damaged engine fell on a neighborhood in Broomfield, a city near the airport. The damaged airplane landed safely on runway 26 and no injuries were reported. Can you imagine, though, just like hanging out outside and being like, oh, there's an airplane part in my yard now? Yeah, I can. Because <laughs> it will probably happen here. They fly over every day, like 200 of them. So, yeah, that's some weird shit. Mm-hmm. Is that it? <laughs> it is. <laughs> is that the end? So I'll add like a bunch of pictures and stuff of all the the weird, crazy 
things that happen at the Denver airport. Cool. Now I kind of want to go. Do you, though? Yeah. After listening about all these engine failures and stuff, <laughs> planes sliding off runways. And... I mean, it's got to happen other places. Of course it does. Maybe not because of aliens. You just got to look it up. Roswell, it happens. We know that. Yeah. Because they're sister, whatever the fuck. Uh, I found out that, um, like, only since 1960, I think maybe I think only one plane has gone down strictly because of turbulence. I thought you said zero. I it was zero. Well, I felt much better about flying when it was zero. And I dug into it a little bit, and it's one. Can you not? One plane, though. How many flights are there a day? A billion. Yeah. One plane. There. has ever gone down because of turbulence and that was in the 1960s like they barely had planes back then you were people were smoking drinking on plane they gave you cigarettes when you sat down god what a, how did we let this will always be my argument like how we let like flying used to be a luxury and now it's just a way to move cattle in the air <laughs> it's just a giant yeah, cattle used car. To, like dress up yeah now like know. they just let homeless people on the plane I think you should be able to drink at lunch. At an airport? <laughs> at your job. <laughs> you people can, some have, places. Like, well, people used to have like booze in their desk and stuff. And like, they just have a Where little... you work, I you go search through some desks, you might find some. <laughs> Me too. No, I'm talking about like you watch Mad Men or whatever and they'd go out to lunch and they'd all like... Have a whiskey have or two? Have a whiskey for... they like, drink their lunch. lunch. My mom has talked about working with a couple people who definitely drank their lunch. You could tell. I don't see why you would. Uh, okay. Anything else for the good of the order? Um, I don't really think so. Okay. Thanks for being here. Good episode. Thanks. And, uh, yeah, be on the lookout for some big uh, Blackout Bliss news next week. Uh, if that's it, thank you all for watching. We'll catch you next time. I love you. Bye, I love you.